pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We continue live here from Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium. Looking down on the field right now before tonight's game between Maslin and Hoban. D2 state title game kickoff set for 7 o'clock. So just under two hours away from kickoff here on WHBC. And we'll simulcast on Mix 94.1. And joining us on the Kenny and JT Show, the man who will be calling the action along with Mark Miller, Denny Kincaid, yours truly, the one, the only, we call him Bells, Dan Belford. How are you, Bells? I am wonderful, Roadman, JT. Good see to how see excited all. he gets? Yeah. I know. What Very excited. That was one heck of an introduction, yeah, Kenny. That was. Uh, that hey, was. it's my guy, you. man. Yeah. yeah. It's my guy, Bells. Look we got to bring him in the right way. Yeah, How'd you get here? Did you run? <laughs> no. <laughs> what? No, no, I didn't. You know, I heard you guys talking about that yesterday. I did that one year. Um, See? When I, 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 couldn't I, cal- I couldn't calm down. It was like the morning of a game, and I'm, I'm like a gerbil on a freaking wheel. And I'm driving to the stadium. It was here. Yeah. And I said, you know, I'm going to pop over to McKinley Monument and run the steps. Nice. And I did that for like a half hour. And then I said, okay, I don't have a towel. I'm sweating through all my game yep. clothes. I'm like, so put a coat on. So right. I don't smell too bad. But, um, yeah, I, I, get, I get that way I'll do those things. Play yeah. a theme song from Rocky when you got to the top, start yeah, jumping up and I down did. a little bit. Well, no, if I put my nice. arm up, I would have fallen yes. over. I was exhausted after I did that like five times Beautiful. or whatever it was. But, yeah, I, I'll do weird things like that. All right, so uh, for JT, I, I told him you're biking these days now too, yeah, right? Yeah, Look at this, JT. He's added to his right. endurance. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's all about fitness, Kenny. Yeah. So I, I, I live over the worst bike ride I had because I thought I was really ready for it. I live over um, Perry Township, just below the hill of Brookside. Mm-hmm. I'm like one of the villagers. They Excuse wave me, down Mr. to my neighborhood. Go ahead. Yeah, they just <laughs> wave to my neighborhood. It's the little yes. guys down there. So I decide I'm going to the Martindale Road Trail, and I'm going to go up to Gervasi, up to Glen Oak, and around. Right. So I said, okay, it was seven miles to the trail. Mm-hmm. Then I bike it, and I get up there. And I said, this is great, and I go, wow, I've done like 15 miles. I got to go home now, and that ride back. Was terrible. <laughs> it was absolutely terrible. But I loved it. It's a new experience. Yeah. I'm just trying to. I've done a lot of banging on the highways and byways, you know, running all these years. So it's, it's just it's a nice little cross train break. But you give me my passion, put the running shoes on, and I go. All right. Well, we'll get yeah. to the game stuff here, but right. more important things to get to here. That's JT right. yeah. and I have been wondering. JT, which one do you want to go with? Harry's Discotheque. Back in the day, you're a DJ there, right? Yeah. Okay. The go to song, I said it's staying alive. Kenny says something else. Well, that was everybody. God, everybody played. Do you even remember? Oh, he yeah. remembers. Well, here's here's my thing with staying alive. Here's my thing with staying alive. All right, um, Bee Gees. All right, all the songs in the soundtrack. Then they start recording stuff for their late brother Andy. Oh yeah, right. And Samantha sang with emotion. I said, I'm done with the Bee Gees. That's enough. Wow. See? People would request them. I wouldn't play them. I would just like play other stuff. No request, Kenny. <laughs> Dan Belford, so, uh, ain't happening. So my go-to was Brickhouse, Commonwealth. There, yes. And yes. the only uh, song that Lionel Richie didn't sing lead on. I know. And uh, La Freak by Sheik. Oh, yeah. nice. Sheik or whatever. Yeah. And then my, my third Ooh, was, was kind of a surprise song, 
Well, no, I'll take that honorable mention. Third was always Casey and the Sunshine Band. Nice. That's the way I like it. Nice. Then the song that got some legs to it was Rod Stewart Hot Legs. Yes. Really? And that song got requested so no stinking much. Okay, Man. okay yeah. I have to ask you a question. Outside of disco, yeah. yeah. didn't Bon Jovi play there once? Yeah, they did. How about that? Yeah. That's crazy. And there was a place out on 62... Um, the wine cellar or something? It's next door to the bowling alley. Yeah. yeah it's, it's changed names I watch a million Hart, times. I watched Hart play up. Really? Before their first album. Look at this guy. And no kidding. All I remembered is, look at these really two hot babes at rock. <laughs> yeah. And, and, yeah. And they wow. really want nothing to do with us. Right. What a great show. And that's before their, their first album came out. So you go from music to sports. How did that work? How did that happen? You yeah. know, when JJ was there and I was doing okay. nighttime music and I was at Harry O's doing that stuff at night, then Galaxy, the David family sure. body became Galaxy. So we're doing Big that. Tiger fans, by the way. Oh, huge. Yeah, huge. We even had a Tiger apparel night and no one wore it. <laughs> and then we all got in trouble. And, um, but, uh, yeah, and J.J., um, at that time, Bill Steffi was the um, general sales manager. Paul Gilmore was the general manager, and they approached me about working with J.J. And I said, oh. well, okay. And then part of that was they rolled in a sports line talk show during high school football season. There was every Kenny, this is before you guys ever thought about doing yeah. this in Cleveland. Yeah. yeah. There's no sports talk and it, we, I would do four hours on a, um, a Monday and a Wednesday. They, all the coaches would come in for interviews. They'd tape the interviews. I'd slap them on the, the big okay. machine, and we'd play them on the air. Reel to reel? Yeah, reel, reel to reel. reel. Those nice. big suckers, man. Yeah. Those, you know. and, uh, Grease pencils, slicing <laughs> and dicing <laughs> oh that gosh. sucker back together. Slicing myself up, too, yeah. trying to do that <laughs> stuff. Man. But, yeah, and we did that forever. Um, callers, it was a live talk show. Take, okay. You know, we had the all delay right. and everything. And then I got, I got deeper into deeper into play-by-play with uh, J.J., and then they kind of put me out on my own on stuff, too. But I got to All work right. a year with Muzzy. Got to work uh, from, like, 70, wow, 75 through 82 with J.J. So you're, like, 12 back then. Yeah, yeah pretty much, yeah. 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 yeah just start, a teenager. Yeah, 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 that's outstanding, yeah. man. But it, it was great. It was a great memory. You do a great, great job, history. man. Yeah. It's Thank outstanding. You, Last Thank question, you. and we'll get to yeah. the state championship game. Um, uh, Puka shells or the gold chain? Oh, uh, Puka. Are you yes! kidding me? Yeah. I told you. Well, see? Now, I don't know. I, I had a belt. Now, this is when I lived Uh-oh. the chess game, right. man. Right. That was like my go to, all right? Nice. And Quonset Hut. Okay. So it had. Oh, God, this is terrible. <laughs> Are you serious? It had an arrow on the, the belt buckle that you could spin. And like, How you know, awesome is that? Like, That's phenomenal. See, years later, WWF went to their championship yes. belt, yeah. had the same spinner on yeah. it. And I had the old Frenchie Fuqua knockoffs. Yes. I had What's the goldfish. Yes. Platforms no. with a fake goldfish. No, you didn't. There we go. I, I don't it. know what was in the heel. I know it was a goldfish. Uh, yep. It was fake. Yep. And uh, <laughs> put, he I, was styling and profiling before Rick Flair even got started. I was, loud, I was loud and proud with yeah. those things, man. I was. Here I was a Fuqua fan. I love those. Wow. Things. All right, man. Bells. There we go. We got the answers yep. we really wanted. Jeez. Now, by the way, there's a state championship game ah, being played here on WHBC. Okay. D2, Hoban, and Maslin. Let's start with. Uh, Stark County's team, right? Maslin, yeah. I've been saying all year, not only do I think they're the best team in Division Two, I think they're the best team in the entire state from what we've seen, yeah. read, heard, and all that. Yeah. Uh, your thoughts on, on Maslin tonight? Yeah, absolutely. I, um, I never seen a defensive unit like this. And I'm going back to Sean Crable days, okay. and even Spielman days. Wow. This is just the most cohesive, collective, collective bunch of kids. Now, the, the last week, Mark uh, made a comment during our game. We were talking about the score. At the Maslin game, Pringle didn't play. Big right. score, the run away. 
And it wasn't out of disrespect for Dorian, but they are so dynamic and deep as a team. He said, did anyone notice? Mm -hmm. He wasn't in. Look what they did. Right. In the lineup, they're just a notch better than they were last week or the last two weeks. So I just think it's a team, and I love what the Cincinnati Anderson uh, coach said prior to the game. He said they are the most destructive front seven he encountered the entire year. And he said that after the game, too. He was a little disappointed the way they played, obviously. But, yeah, they, their front seven uh, with Chase Bond, with Cody Fair, with you know Dorian, it's just one of the more just physical get-after-you, run-down-the-line-of-scrimmage. And as you said, they can't. nobody can run the ball on them. No. And, uh, 33 nobody, yards a game is and, what they're giving up yeah, rushing. And nobody can score on them. And, and you look at their schedule. Oh, did they play anybody? Their, their schedule, 68% of their – the teams on that schedule had a 68%, 69% winning percentage right. collectively. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they did play people, but Hoban did too. Hoban's schedule yeah. rolls out to like a 72% one loss with their opponents. So you said this is the matchup we wanted. Yeah, I think this is the matchup we wanted. This is the matchup we deserve for week one, uh, mm-hmm. week night, uh, week one uh, game of this uh, championship series going to have here at Benson. I, couldn't, I, I wouldn't want to wait till Saturday. I want to kick off. Yeah. The whole the whole playoff thing with this. Both Bells. teams are yeah. on the field right now, by the way, JT, yeah. in case anybody's wondering. They got here about uh, 45 minutes ago and made their way out. Right. The kickers uh, testing out uh, the wind uh, in the field here Pretty right now. Pretty much a little walkthrough right now. Bells, you get to this point in the season, yeah. nerves are gone. Sure. You've got two opponents that are pretty familiar with each other. So what I look at is... In a game of this magnitude, and this is for all the marbles, marbles we already know that, yeah, right. you got to limit the mistakes. And I don't know that one team might make a mistake versus the other one. I haven't seen either team play. But if somebody was going to crack, where would there be a crack, maybe a chink in the armor in a game like this? You mentioned the fact that Maslin's front seven, phenomenal. What about Hoban's front? Yeah, just as phenomenal. I mean, we're talking Maslin deservedly. So Hoban's given up less than seven a game. So wow. they're putting a defense out there that's not letting people score. Now, are they scoring at the, the rapid pace that Maslin does? In any given? They've had a couple games like that, mm-hmm. but they're, they're not seeing 55, 58, 52-point games. Okay. They, they both have defenses, I think, that will come after you. I'm interested in the chink in the armor in terms of who's going to open up the playbook right. and come out immediately right. and test somebody. Because if it's a close game, does it benefit one team or the other? I mean, Masson's used to a running clock in the second yeah. half. Yeah. I, I look at it this way. If we get to the fourth quarter, it's going to be which team can dominate, which team can play four quarters of football. You've got experience over at Masson because of the fact that they do don't go to a running clock. When they do that, are they putting the backups in or are they keeping the starters on the field? Uh, they'll keep them on. I think they have enough respect for each other, yeah. I yeah. think they're going to keep them on that just weird things happen. That ball is a funny shape, and it does some funny things. I mean, Maslin, I think, wants to test them with the big play. It's what they want to do, and that's what Hoban wants to shut down. Mm. So there we have the, the push and shove on what we're doing there. You, you go back to last week, first play of the game. DeWan Owens, gone. Let's go back. And then two two series later, 90-yard kickoff return. Right. Go back to week two right. against McKinley. First play from scrimmage. Touchdown pass. They go for the deep one over the top. That's what I'm interested more yeah. than anything than the running game is can Maslin's receivers expose Hoban or is Hoban that good as their stats say that they picked off 17 this year and they've returned seven for touchdowns. Right. So, so you're a high school kid. And your high school team, I don't know that it behooves one team to get that much 
of a head start on the other one because yeah. we don't know if one team, Maslin hasn't been really challenged. I mean, we know, you mentioned the fact that their schedule is as strong as anyone else's. Oh, sure. But they had never really had to come from behind. I mean, no. they're down six to Lake. You knew that wasn't going to hold up. No. No, I, and I totally agree with you that, JT. Um, when they line up tonight, I, I'm interested in terms of Maslin. We know they have kids that can make big plays on the outside. You know, with Carter and with Emmy Lewis Jr., we know these kids are good route runners, good hand catchers. Can they shake the defense? We're going to see some good man yeah, by Hoban tonight. We're going to see some good man on him. I'm sure they've seen some good man thus far this year. And on the other side of Masson, we talk, Kenny and JT, about people can't run the ball, but that's Hoban's strength, ground and pound. They would love nothing more than to burn clock, burn clock, shorten get some game. scores, shorten the game. Yeah. And, and get a stout defense going if they can eliminate the big play. The advantage for Maslin is if they can minimize that ground and pound, then we're going to find out who, how good Hoban is throwing the football. They're not seeing them, we don't know. We, we talk to people who have. Yeah. And the, I think the caveat to throw out, too, we keep hearing, and they've been hearing it, you know, that, hey, you, you can't help but think Tim Terrell's telling these kids, look, we're the underdog, what everybody's saying. They're saying this is their year. They're going to take us out. It's up to you guys to make sure they don't take you out. Well, Maslin will have something to say with that. But he's going to use that as a motivating factor, too. This is probably, I think, of the two teams, the best matchup we have seen in terms of equal quality of, of schedule, equal quality of the kids on the field, dynamic big play guys. I have a feeling we're not going to get to see a lot of the special teams guys do their thing because they may not kick them deep tonight anyways. Yeah. Maybe they'll test it, but uh, I think we're going to see a lot of maybe squibs, get them out of bounds, get the ball at the 30, 35, that type of thing. But it's going to be a dynamic, fun, fast game. Yeah, 25th ranked in the nation, Akron Hoban. 12th ranked in the nation, Maslin Tigers. 7 o'clock kickoff here on WHBC and simulblasting on Mix 94.1. Getting Dorian Pringle back. That's Everything we're hearing is... He's coming back for tonight's game. Emotional lift as well as a physical lift, isn't it, for Maslin? Without a doubt, and not even if they don't use him on offense much. Right. They don't have to. Um, just put him back there where he likes what he likes to do, run, chase, tackle, hit people, make plays. I love the, that tackling, and we, we tend to miss you guys on the air, that tackling, and we, we tend to minimize yep. that. But if a guy catches a ball, you wrap him up and don't let him get the yards after the catch. Right. That's going to be paramount in this game. Mm-hmm. That's only good. It's only going to take a slip or a missed tackle to turn something loose when you have kids on both sides with feet, with uh, speed that can just flip the script on you and put you in a place where, okay, we want to throw when we want to throw. Oh, now we have to throw, right. and they know it's coming. Right. So um, that's what we're up against. Both sides bring that to the table. I, I, this is just going to be electric tonight. I can't wait. Kenny likes to ask Coach every week, what are the keys for you to win this game? And I put together my own keys of the game. And Mark Miller, I'm sure you're around here somewhere, would agree with right. me. What we want to do in a game like this, the biggest game of the year, yep. is we want to play mistake-free football first. Sure. Easy, right? Sure. Complementary football in all phases. Three phases of the game. You're looking at that flag over there, and it has not stopped. Yeah. So it's going to be windy. Our kicking game. Can we shift the field? Can we play field position? Yep. Uh, the other thing, we don't want to turn a ball over at all. We don't want to make any turnovers. We saw turnovers in a big game Saturday, and the Buckeyes are on the outside looking in now. They're out of it, in my opinion. Uh, we want to limit penalties, and above all else, and I mentioned this already, 
This game comes down to it in the fourth quarter. Who's the dominating team? Who can really take the dominance of the line of scrimmage, and we want to gain that momentum going into that fourth quarter and play 12 minutes of football there? There's a huge Mm. difference when you play from high school 12 minutes to 15 minutes at the collegiate level or the NFL level. And I'm telling you, it's night and day difference. You get to those 15 minutes time, what are they dragging towards the end? Let's be strong. You hear them all the time. What do they do coming into the fourth quarter, Kenny? Four. Yeah. They get that four up. Let's yeah. stay dominant in that fourth quarter. Let's win this damn thing. Well, and we saw that last week. Um, it wasn't so much fourth quarter in the South Glenville game where Glenville kept everything second manageable, third and short every time they had the ball. Occasionally stub their toe, make a mistake, um, a pick here and there or what have you, or a fumble. But they always kept the chains moving. They kept it so it wasn't a third and 12, a third and 15. They looked at third and twos and third and fours all night. And I, I think that's a very crucial thing tonight. Don't play behind the sticks. And, and good point. Keep it in a good place where you're not putting excess pressure on kids, high school kids, to make big plays and maybe go above and beyond uh, their comfort zone in some crucial situations. I'm looking at uh, the flag that JT was talking about, and he's right. It's been blowing like that Mm -hmm. uh, all day long, and it's blowing from the open end of 77 towards the Hall of Fame Village. Um, And I was just watching the punter for for Hoban standing in his own end zone and booming it to the other 40-yard line with the wind at his back. So that's something to to factor in on tonight with the, the... uh, punters, the kickers, but also throwing the football tonight. Yeah. Uh, with the wind at your back, we'll see if they, they uh, take it. Here's what I think it comes down to. This is just me. Aggressive gambler, Mr. Vegas, Dewey Oxberger, all right? Uh, I, I think it comes down to quarterback play and the fact that Maslin has a legitimate two-year starting quarterback in DeWan Owens, who's a dual threat versus a kid who played cornerback last year, is doing a nice job for Hoping this year in uh, Thailand. They call him Juice, um, you know, Boykin. But I, I just give the edge there to DeWan Owens. They brought him, I think Maslin looked at their previous losses and said, what are we missing, right? What, what's the one thing we're missing, and why are we coming up short and winning a state championship? Well, we... We've had kids that can throw the football. Aiden Longwell set all kind of records, uh, made it to the state championship game. We've had kids that could run the football, right, but not throw it. We need that one guy that can do both. And when mm-hmm. he decided to transfer from Copley to Maslin, I think he was the missing piece for this team to yeah. win a state championship. And that's why I'm picking Maslin tonight because of him. Yeah, yeah it's a good point too, Kenny, because as good as the kid is for Hoban, I don't think they want to put that game on his shoulders. Throwing the ball. Throwing the yep. ball to win it. Yep. And we haven't seen him yet, but if you look at his numbers, I think it's more of a selective uh, procedure in the passing game. Yep. If, if we get some third down situations or we want to do some wheel routes or something underneath, um, you don't see a lot of numbers in their, their offensive big plays throwing the football, but they'll manage plays throwing the football, but I don't think it's an offense that wants to play from behind knowing they have to throw to win the game. Yeah, he didn't throw his first interception until the playoffs in the right. entire year, which is impressive, right? Yeah, it really is. Only three on the year, but he's thrown three in five playoff games where the pressure is, you know, so ratcheted up. And, yeah. and the team, you know what I mean? So that's why I think, you know, DeWan Owens, I think he's a better runner than thrower, but he's a better thrower than I expected. 
uh, some of the throws he's made. That one to, um, uh, who was it? Uh, it was uh, Braylon Tolls at the end of the half. Oh, uh, was yeah. I mean, you could not have placed it any better in the corner of the end zone where either his guy gets it or nobody gets it. So he's gotten better throwing the football, I think, as the years progress. Yeah, his touch on the ball is yeah. so impressive. It really is. And he's making throws uh, a lot of high school kids can't make. They're yeah. challenging throws, yeah, yeah. and he drops dimes on people. His receivers rarely have to lay out for anything. It's in stride. It's right there in your hands. Catch it. Do your job. Yeah, and when I saw him put the team on his back against St. Ed's from the field level, that's when I went, you know what, this is their year because he did deal. that against the defending yeah. two-time state champions at the Division One. I, I want to take it from there, and I want to ask you, Dan, you know, you talk about a common opponent. You look at the two teams that are pretty evenly matched, yeah. and yet we think that uh, Maslin's got a huge advantage. We've heard, we've been told that might be as much as eight or nine points. But when you look at what they did, they had one common opponent that I'm aware of, and it's Lakewood St. Ed's, going to be playing for the D1 championship this weekend. Uh, Maslin gets by him 15-13 early in the season. Uh, I listened to bits and pieces of the Hoban game where they lose 14-7. to They had opportunities to beat that team. Yeah. Are these two teams a little bit closer than we give them credit for? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, and we go back to that St. Anne's game. I take nothing away from the Maslin win, but you've got a, what, freshman quarterback that came in to play that night, first-time starter. Mm-hmm. We had a couple other kids out. Um, now, Hoban faces week 10, going into the playoffs, a healthy St. Ed's. Everybody's okay. intact. And so uh, there's a little different variance there in terms of kids that were on the field. I still feel the way Massam played in that game, even with the other kid in. They, they probably win that game. They just had Ed's number, and they have had for a couple of years. Uh, so it, it's a great common measuring stick. Yeah. And ironically enough, every year Maslin beats them, Eds doesn't lose again. They're right. They're on the it's same championship loss. again. Yeah. So, uh, Maslin knows how to coach against them. They play well against them. They're never blowout games. They're always low scoring, very hard hitting. And teams, again, there's a game. Uh, the team that made the most mistakes probably was the team that went home and had a long bus ride, and that was St. Ed's. Yeah, and what was mo- almost as impressive as the Juan Owens play in that game was the way that Maslin's defensive line that you talked about earlier, their front seven, yeah. when they went up against the two kids from Ohio oh. State and the other kid, uh, Roebuck, that's going to Michigan, and that offensive line and controlled the line of scrimmage, that's the other thing where I said, this is Maslin's best team. This yeah. is why they're going to win the state title because of these guys up front. Chase Bond, Michael Wright Jr., Malachi Card, um, let's see, Vito McConnell, uh, Maverick Clark, Dorian Pringle, Cody Fair, uh, those guys up front, that front seven is as good as I've seen since I've been at HBC now for a decade. They're a bunch of beasts. They really are. And um, everybody has an assignment on that team. They really uh, understand if they flip them around, do what have you, but they all understand the game plan. If somebody's out, somebody else is in. Yep. They, don't, they don't lose a step. No, nope. They really don't. They, they just understand the task at hand. They finish their business, and they have literally finished their business in the majority of games this year. Yeah, they, they really have. And uh, it's been an interesting year for Maslin with the way the season started off the field. When Nate spoke uh, at uh, you know the coach's preview banquet, he kind of, I'm paraphrasing here, he said, well, when things like this happen, we'll see how we handle it. Yep. We'll, we'll see. And, yep. and so far, they've answered you know, every test, uh, every challenge, and here they are 
15 and 0, looking to go 16 and 0, and for the first time in the playoff era since '72 when it started, win a state championship yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah, it's only been 51 years. Yeah, how about that? Maybe yeah. that's the key. Get over the five decades, yeah. and then you go into the first uh, year beyond that, and and see what happens. You made a really good point too about all the off-field distractions. Yeah. And how difficult that is, you know, too, JT, mm-hmm. to put blinders on kids, to not hear the chatter, to not stay off social media, don't read all the junk, and and to just to stay focused on the game plan that the coaches have prepared you to unfold each and every week. Yeah. They did that. Sometimes it's easier that way, too, to rally the troops and yeah. you get guys to play a little bit better. And you're, you're seeing right now they're getting ready to open up the gates. There's a lot of people getting oh, ready to come yeah. here already. We had mentioned that earlier this afternoon we heard that ticket sales pre-sold, and they're only available online, were at about 10500 right around that number. So I expect it to be a little bit more, and it's going to be a great time. It's getting to feel like football right now, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be uh, about yep. 43 degrees. I got the long johns on, two <laughs> pairs of socks, my hand warmers. Got the uh, Timothy Mozgov uh, Elmer Fudd hat uh, to wear on the sidelines. So I will be ready to rock and roll from uh, uh, field level while you, Mark Miller, and uh, Denny do your thing up here in the press box. Stick around. We're going to sprinkle the infield next, will you, Dan? Yes. Oh, nice. Awesome. That'll be the first. Wow, bell. have some disco music ready, Brian. <laughs> Hey! <laughs>